Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. So let's pick up on the conversation I started the show on. It has everything to do with something that Doug Ford announced on Monday, which is that he will open the curriculum. And while sex ed is the lightning rod that's getting all the attention, he actually said he will open the entire curriculum and start to look at the courses to see why kids are failing. And I can save some time for you, Mr. Ford, because what on Ontario kids, why they are failing is because, you know, things like math, things like English, the basic skills of our provincial curriculum have been hijacked by ideology, union pushed ideology. And as I've talked about before on this show, kids are simply not being taught problem solving and the needed skills that they are going to need to go into university or get a job. And the example I give is what's being pushed by the ETFO, which is one of the province's biggest teacher unions in this province, is that they're teaching courses like Social Justice Warrior and Me, where your kids can learn about things like white privilege, uh, gender and classism. And when we have all of, you know, more than grade, uh, half of grade six kids failing basic math, I think we got a big, big problem. So I welcome any leader who talks about opening up the curriculum, even if it's a political hot potato. I want to bring Paul Bennett into this conversation. He is an education commentator. He specializes in decoding edubabble, which I think is a great term, uh, Mr. B- uh, Bennett, for where education has gone today. Um, what is it that you think, Paul, parents should know about the curriculum that b- is being taught to our kids today? Well, it's a field of contention with many, many different factions, all trying to control the agenda and um Everyone has a different version of what kids need. And you in Ontario have a very particular um, government which has a social progressive agenda. And they're making it visible and they're introducing it wherever they can. What concerns you most? Because I don't actually think parents realize um, just how pervasive it is in today's education. I don't think parents have an issue with their teachers being taught, you know, kindness or respect. But what I find is it's really over the top. Well, there are two schools of thought. One is the soft, progressive approach, which is what you've described, teaching a caring and concerned society that takes an interest in those who are less fortunate and encourages students to be sympathetic and um, caring individuals. That's one side of it. Then there's the other side that attempts to try to um, convince um, kids that you know, there are victims everywhere and that they should um, embrace a um, much more activist ag- social agenda. And at its worst, it's um, social engineering. At its mildest, it's, um, it's basically just um, trying to teach social justice wherever you can. But how did it become like this? I mean, Premier Wynne is an education activist. She always was. Uh, Premier McGinty wanted to be a premier known for education. How did the curriculum then go so far off the rails? I think you have to be a little sympathetic with uh, Premier Dalton McGinty, because if you recall how the sex education curriculum came about, 
um, he was um, hesitating. In fact, he pulled it back. Yeah. Um, and uh, as being a very strong Catholic and being raised in that kind of family, I think he had a better sense of the differences of opinion over questions of, um, you know, the sanctity of marriage and questions relating to what is and is not appropriate in teaching sex to uh, kids at all ages. I think it was fairly conservative. On the other hand, I think Premier Wynne tends to be more on the progressive end of, end of the uh, equation. Now, keep in mind there are various factions. Um, you know, the, the Ministry of Education at Queen's Park is not completely committed to social justice education, but in the, um, the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario, mm-hmm. that well-known curriculum document, which, by the way, is voluntary, and is being introduced in schools where there are teachers that are extremely keen on it and want to adopt it. It's not really official policy. It kind of seeps up or bubbles up in various places. So it would be misleading to say that that is the curriculum. One of the things that I'm concerned about, you know, as an educator and as a graduate with a doctorate from the Ontario Institute for Studies in Education, is that my own department has kind of been phased out, which was history and philosophy of education, and it's now essentially social justice education. And everyone that was teaching history and various other subjects has been moved around. And um, there, it has really taken over the Ontario Institute for Studies and Education. And that needs to be watched because it will really determine who the um, next generation of graduate students are and the kind of orientations they'll bring. And we know that um, uh, when OISE changes direction, uh, such as this in this case, it tends to have a reverberating effect over the years. Um, not initially, but, you know, it, it, it tends to seep into the system. Okay, take me back, because when you talk about things like history, um, you know, are you, are you suggesting that courses like that have been altered so that they're more um, from the view of what the teacher might want to teach opposed to what the history books actually say? Oh, absolutely. There's been a steady erosion. I've written professional articles on the the uh, collapse and destruction of history as a subject discipline in the secondary schools. And what has been happening over time is um, social studies have crowded history out, and then um, it becomes so watered down that the the curriculum becomes more or less just teaching um, social issues um, in a in a historical context. And in in at it, at its worst, it's basically potted plant history. So um, World War II becomes uh, a lesson in the internment of Japanese Canadians. And students learn uh, all about um, empathy and concern and redress for past injustices. But they don't know who fought World War II. They don't know what it was about, what caused it. They don't understand the context because it's ripped right out of the context. So those of us who really believe in teaching historical thinking are outraged at what we see happening in the schools. And a lot of it can be attributed to um, well-intentioned social justice educators who basically don't have a whole lot of background in history. Right, but that's concerning because no one talks about this. There are very few people that talk about it because right now, while we've got Doug Ford talking about opening up the curriculum, now the media has all started focusing just on sex ed, where I'm saying, hold on a second, it goes way beyond sex ed of this ideological or almost, um, you know, factory-type teaching of your kids. It's, it's actually riddled through all the curriculum, as you point out, but no one really talks about it. Is that because everyone's just accepted that that's the way it should be? It's subliminal. It's very, very difficult to detect. 
And unless you are a, a concerned parent that looks into what is actually going on in school, you would be easily, um, uh, you'd be oblivious to it. It's just not quite as easy to pick up. Right. The sex education curriculum was uh, is an issue for two really important reasons. One is, is it age appropriate to introduce certain things that are highly controversial and perhaps um, unsavory to many families that early in the uh, years? And secondly, um, because of the hot potato issues of, um, you know, gender, yeah. uh, gender identity and sexual orientation and, and the various points of view on that, they, that these become, as you described at the outset, kind of lightning rods for uh, society. But um, bottom line, you know, with regard to, say, the sex education curriculum, we need to be concerned that it's age appropriate. Right. Yeah, because there, there's booklets and information if you look at the uh, ETFO, what they're pushing on, you know, for four-year-olds that talk about boys wearing pink and being in ballet and dressing up like a princess and all the stuff of it, uh, where it seems like they're pushing them. Well, if four-year-olds dress up, whether the bo- they'd put a garbage can on their head if they could. You know, like that's what they do. They dress up and they fantasize. Right. It doesn't mean necessarily they should be pushed in one direction or another. Right. The worst case scenario is a book by David Stalker called Math That Matters, Math and Social Justice. And the examples that are in that book are exactly what can go wrong. For example, you calculate um, various things that are in mathematics. um, And here are some of the topics, workers' rights, racial profiling, and uh, homophobia statistics. I mean, that is so blatantly... um, biased and um, uh, doctored so as to promote um, a social agenda that it's laughable. And many, many um, education uh, experts are very critical of that direction. I mean, we should be focusing on on the math curriculum. Do they know their math? Um, And um, do they get the right answers? Um, I I don't think we should be worrying about entertaining them in this fashion. Just quickly before I let you go, because I'm running out of time, um, how can parents, you know, start to push back? Because I don't get the sense that all teachers want to be teaching this. I get the sense that it's really pushed on by the unions. I think you're absolutely right. Teachers need more autonomy. As parents, you need to be vigilant. You need to pay attention to what's going on. And you need to speak up when you sense that something's going awry. And, um, you know, one thing I've learned in the year, over the, my years in education in three provinces almost 40 years in education at all levels, is a, a active, engaged parents need to be there to hold the system account. Yeah. To account. Thank you so much. I'd like to say thank you because uh, I'm glad to learn this, but it actually it really freaks me out what you're telling me. So uh, thank you for, uh, for being so enlightening. I appreciate it. Thanks for the Maybe invitation to be on. That's Paul Bennett. Uh, you need to start looking into this because it is, in fact, happening. And, uh, and this is someone who has had a look at it from many, many different angles. So if you're not believing me or him, just start investigating it for yourself.